Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle, and it is April 1st, 2019. And I am very passionate about nutrition, as I've said before. And I've been reading a lot and listening to lots of uh, videos on people lecturing on nutrition. The people that I trust and believe in the most are the people that talk about eating real food, whether you're eating meat, fruit, vegetables. I consider grains actually processed, and some people debate about whether whole grains are processed foods or not, but I consider vegetable oils and whole grains processed food, so I do not eat grains. I mostly eat meat and vegetables and some fruits and some whole fat dairy, Uh, but I am supportive of people doing whatever they think is best for them. Uh, but there's been recent information about how some vegetables have anti-nutrients in them, like lectins and oxalate crystals, which can cause problems in some people and joint pain, mental health issues. Mainly, though, I think that mental health issues, a lot of it is affected by blood sugar, insulin, um, sensitivity, how sensitive your body is to its own natural insulin, whether you're type 1 diabetic, type 2 diabetic, uh, or not diabetic at all. But they're saying that many, many people are pre-diabetic and they don't even know it yet because for years and years and years, your blood sugar could stay normal on the blood tests, but your insulin levels might be getting higher and higher and higher because if you eat a lot of sugar and carbs, your body's ability to be sensitive to its own insulin gets weaker, especially if you don't exercise enough. So recently I've been getting leaner and leaner and I don't want to body shame anybody for being a more overweight person than I am. I used to be a lot chubbier than I am now, but I'm not really, see, I think it's really sad when people fat shame each other or shame each other for being thin or any body type, fat, thin, tall, short, young, old, whatever, All different body types are beautiful, but my focus is on health. And I do think that cosmetically, I think I look a little better when I'm leaner because I can see my bones and muscles more and I'm a figure model and I model nude for art classes. But another thing about art modeling is that actually they appreciate all the body types. They need models that are muscular, uh, skinny with bones, you know, that show like rib cage and hips and shoulders and different bones and your ankles, but they also need people with curves. And so in figure modeling, actually all body types are fine and you can be young or old and be an art model. For instance, I'm 50 years old and I'm still art modeling full time. Uh, I have a few wrinkles, but I mostly am aging really, really well. And I'm very strong and healthy and have stamina and I'm a really good model. And then a lot of models are like in their 20s, 20s, 30s, 40s. I'm 50. I'm 50 years old and I can kick, jump, and kick. And was that what <laughs> that Saturday Night Live skit, Molly Shannon doing, I'm 50, I'm 50 years old. I can kick, jump, and kick. Or how does she, what does she say? I can kick, stretch, and kick, you know, something like that. Um, <clears throat> but my emphasis is on health and I feel like, Not cosmetic beauty, although it's true, I do feel healthier and like I look better when I'm a little leaner, but I don't think that people look bad when they have a little extra weight on their body or if somebody is really, really, really overweight, I don't believe in shaming that person, although I am concerned for people's health if they're having a hard time 
walking or they have knee or joint pain when they walk or they have swelling and edema in their legs or blood sugar problems or diabetes or hypoglycemia or thyroid, uh, overactive or underactive thyroid. I actually had underactive thyroid about six or seven years ago and they put me on medication. And to make a long story short, a naturopathic doctor told me that if I stopped eating uh, wheat and gluten and grains in general, and I ate basically less carbohydrates in the form of grains, and of course cut down on sugar if I was eating a lot of sugar, uh, it might improve my immune system, which then might improve my thyroid. And to, and really that actually worked. After six months, I went cold turkey. I was addicted to wheat and bread, and I feel so much better without it in my diet. Six years ago, I stopped eating wheat. And I don't really say gluten-free because a lot of products on the market that say gluten-free are full of rice and potato starch. And so they're very, very high carbohydrates. So they're really not any healthier for you than eating wheat. So I don't even do gluten-free. I just do zero grain. I don't do rice. Uh, I don't do oatmeal. I don't do any wheat or any bread of any kind, whether it's stone ground, whole grain, or white flour. I just don't eat that. And I feel better and I feel less moody. So I feel like my thyroid improved. They told me I didn't need my medication anymore and I was thrilled about that. In fact, they said if I kept taking the medication, I might uh, have an overactive thyroid. So basically it was best to stop. So I, I got to stop taking that medication. Um, and lately I have been uh, eating, let's see, for the last nine months, I've been intermittent fasting 16 to 18 hours a day. And then I make sure to eat enough nutrients in my eating window, which is six to eight hours a day. And I eat a lot of healthy fats. I eat olive oil, coconut oil, avocado, hazelnuts, macadamia nuts, but I get dry roasted or raw nuts because they roast nuts in, in a vegetable oil that a lot of people say is really bad for you, like canola oil and soy oil and uh, corn oil, all the different cheap oils that they mass produce and put in everything, salad dressing included. So I don't eat any of the processed salad dressings. If I want salad dressing, I make it myself with olive oil and vinegar, or you can take in a blender raw walnuts and blend it up with vinegar of your choice or lemon juice, and that is a salad dressing that's healthy. Uh, again, I eat olive oil, avocado oil, and coconut oil, but I don't eat any other vegetable oils. Mostly I eat grass-fed butter, and I eat whole pastured eggs. Uh, it's sad to me that people are afraid of eating eggs. I eat two eggs a day, and I'm fine, and I feel great and I'm getting thinner. I'm eating more fat than I've ever eaten before, although the fat is in the form, again, of nuts like macadamia nuts and hazelnuts and uh, eggs, whole eggs, you know, the yolk and the white included, a whole egg the way nature made it. I eat fat. I eat elk, bison, um, beef, uh, venison, wild boar, salmon, wild-caught salmon, ahi, tuna, you know, wild-caught fish. I've eaten sardines. Uh, I might try some salmon roe, you know, salmon eggs. 
and I'm eating just real food, like food that cave people would eat. And how do you think we survived? You know, we we survived from living in caves by eating real food. We didn't have boxes of processed grains and cereal uh, with sugar and um yeah, there's boxes of cereal that are really high in carbohydrates, and people think if it's gluten-free and low-fat that it's safe, but then it's really high in carbs, which actually turn right into sugar and make your blood sugar get too high so that you have to release more insulin, etc. So basically, the way I'm getting lean is I'm eating uh, low-carb, higher healthy fat, medium amount of protein, and I basically eat a different kind of meat every single day, and I do eat some vegetables, but I'm doing an experiment, and I'm eating um, raw goat cheese and uh, cheese from Italy and France and Switzerland that I get on sale at a special store. And uh, I've noticed that I'm eating such nutrient-dense food right now that I don't need to actually eat as much food. Like when I was eating mostly vegan and vegetarian, I had to eat a, a larger volume of food to really fill myself up and get enough nutrients. And now that I'm eating mostly carnivore, basically, eggs, cheese, uh, meat... I am feeling full quicker and I it's like less is more basically nutrient density. When you eat healthy fats, it keeps your blood sugar stable. When you eat uh, healthy fats made from nature in a whole food, whether it's animal or plant-based food, uh, it fills you up and it keeps your blood sugar stable. And then so fat has the least effect on your insulin and your blood sugar level. Protein has a medium effect on your insulin and, and blood sugar level. And when I say that, I mean that when you get a blood test, they just tell you what your blood sugar level is. You don't know what your insulin is doing. You have to have a special test to know if your insulin, because it's supposed to happen is that you eat and your insulin is secreted. And I guess the insulin is supposed to go up and then your blood sugar you know, your body regulates its own blood sugar to a good level, and then the insulin is supposed to go down. But if you're insulin insensitive or insulin resistant, which will lead to diabetes eventually in most people, your insulin might be really, really high, but you don't even know it because your blood sugar is normal. So basically, you won't know that unless you get tested. But I'm not going to get that test because my clinic doesn't really offer that. I have to go to a specialist, blah, blah, blah. It's complicated. So what I'm doing is I'm just eating as healthy as I can and trusting that my blood sugar and insulin are healthy. And I exercise every day and I take walks. And so it's sad to me that people are afraid of just eating real food, like food that was like around in the 1700s or 1600s or caveman times, like basically meat and whole fat natural foods and not processed grains and processed things in boxes that are fortified with synthetic vitamins. You know, I've been eating liver. I had lamb liver and beef liver recently and I loved it. And it's like taking a multivitamin. And when you eat pastured eggs, and I got a pastured chicken from the farmer's market because I don't want to buy commercially raised chickens because I know the chickens are treated really badly and abused. And I don't want to support that, but also the health, the healthiness of the meat. You know, I'm going to eat the whole chicken with all the fat and all the skin, and I'm going to chew on the bones, and I might even boil it and make bone broth uh, soup with it, and I'm going to share it with my cat because my cat is also on a raw meat diet. I cook my meat, but my cat is on a similar diet from me. He eats a lot of meat and uh, no carbs because my cat is mildly diabetic, 
and I've been able to keep him off insulin. He doesn't need insulin injections because of the way that I feed him and he's doing really well. Some people give their cats insulin and then their blood sugar gets too low, which is dangerous, and then they feed them carbohydrates like corn syrup or cheap cat food that has wheat gluten in it. And that's just not good for the cat. So I don't do that. I don't choose to do that. I choose to feed my cat a low-carb diet and not give him insulin because actually if I injected him with insulin, there would be a risk of his blood sugar getting too low and then he could have a seizure and die. So I'm not going to give him insulin. Although I do have insulin in my refrigerator in case my cat ever needs insulin, but it's very dangerous to give your cat. You have to give him a teeny, teeny, teeny bit and be very careful and then check them and prick his ear and, you know, check his blood level. So that's why I decided not to do that, even though I could if I need to. So my cat is doing really well. To make a long story short, humans and cats and dogs are eating so many carbohydrates these days that uh, obesity and diabetes is like a huge epidemic. Like up to 65% of people in the United States are diabetic or pre-diabetic, they're saying. So that's really scary. And Dr. Jason Fung, among other doctors, another new doctor, Richard Bernstein, I think is his name in New York City. He's a diabetic type 1 And he's managed to keep his blood sugar fairly normal with really small amounts of insulin through exercise and eating really low carbohydrate, medium protein, and some healthy fat. So basically, there are ways, there are doctors, like actual MD, regular doctors, as well as naturopaths and functional medicine doctors who are helping their patients not require insulin or require just a very small amount of insulin. Because doctors tell people that diabetes is a chronic debilitating disease that they'll have the rest of their lives on medication the rest of their lives. And that's sad because with with dietary and exercise intervention, you can sometimes not need to take medication and your blood sugar can be normal for some people or they might need just a little small dose of medication and it's healthier for your body if you only need a teeny bit of insulin injected because when you give yourself insulin, it kind of taxes your pancreas and eventually your pancreas can wear out. If you need constant amounts of insulin, it's really hard on your body. So the best goal to have is to is to only need a little bit of insulin or to not even need medication at all and be able to just eat healthy and exercise and feel good and enjoy the food that's healthy for you instead of eating a lot of sugar and carbs. So, And I found out that that's why doctors do that. They're afraid of having people, because if your blood sugar gets too low, it is dangerous and you can die from that. You can have a seizure just like my cat if his blood sugar gets too low. So you have to be careful. But there's all these people that being given insulin for diabetes, type 1 or type 2, and they're given lots of insulin to the point where their blood sugar stays fairly high because the doctors are afraid to let it get too low. And so then, you know, so it's like this vicious circle of blood sugar going up and down, up and down, up and down, and you're constantly having to check. So to me, it makes more sense. I'm not diabetic, and I never want to become pre-diabetic. I know some people in my family, distant relatives, that have been told they're pre-diabetic, and that's because of their lifestyle and what they're eating. And thankfully, I am not pre-diabetic or diabetic, and I hope I never have that issue. Um, my heart goes out to anyone struggling with that issue, diabetes or obesity or any of the of the diseases that are very uncomfortable. And a lot of them are dietary related. So, okay, thank you for listening. It's just my soapbox. Uh, it's just sad to me again that people are afraid of eating just real food made by nature. Uh, so there it is. So 
Yeah, I tend to not eat food in boxes that are fortified with synthetic vitamins or where the fat is taken out or uh, things are added or subtracted or hydrogenated, etc. I eat just real food, like real meat, real fruit, real vegetables, organic, is, is not as non-GMO as I can find in the United States. In some countries, they ban GMO and Monsanto chemicals, but here in the United States, we allow all of that. So that's also why I like to buy... Um, food from Europe, food, you know, cheese from Italy and France and Switzerland because it's not GMO and there's less chemicals. And I've been told that even the breeds of cows are different in Europe. There are different kinds of cows and different kinds of fat in these different cows than we have here in the United States. And so I like to get food from other countries. And uh, some of the grass-fed lamb that I get is actually from Australia and New Zealand. And I get wild boar from Texas, I think it is. And Uh, I get elk from, I'm not sure where the elk is from, actually. Uh, I've tried venison, elk, wild boar, and salmon, and bison, and beef, and I got some pastured chicken from the farmer's market. So thanks for listening. I wish more people would, would not be afraid to just eat real food, like the kind they used to eat in the 1700s or 1800s or 1500s, before we invented all of the fake processes, before we added sugar to everything. Thanks for listening. Do whatever you think is right for yourself. And I would say question, you know, if you have a doctor that you trust, hey, that's great. But be careful not to just go along with whatever the doctor says because they're not really trained in nutrition. Doctors are not really trained in nutrition. And nutrition is the most powerful chemical that you can, you know, every time you eat anything, it affects your body chemistry. And when you exercise and when you sleep, it affects your chemistry. So be careful who you listen to and question everything is my motto. And I'm not a doctor and I'm not giving medical advice, but I would say be careful and listen to your own body and find a doctor you can trust. And if you don't trust your doctor, find another doctor. If whatever your doctor is telling you isn't working for you, then you might want to question that and get a second opinion, etc. Uh, I personally am my own science experiment. I'm feeling great. My last blood test was healthy. Everything's fine. So I'm doing a combination of getting my blood tested and getting checkups, but I'm mostly listening to my own body. Okay, have fun, everyone. Follow your, follow your dreams. Bye-bye. This is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle. My website, shannonkringen.com, or just Google Shannon Kringen or Goddess Kring to find all the different things that I share online, which is music, poetry, photos, words, blogs, just free improvisational expression. I think one of my biggest talents is photography, but I also do abstract painting and poetry and music and all kinds of different stuff. So I love to share. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.